October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and as a community, we need to have a better understanding of intimate partner violence and how this impacts that economic security. No te me vayas. Yes, you are here. Bienvenida to the Her Dinero Matters podcast, a mixed language podcast hosted by me, Jen Hemphill, to help you become the reign of your money and love your dinero more. If you are needing some inspiration and encouragement at this very moment, you have come to the right place. Gracias por compartir este tiempo conmigo. Now let's jump in to today's Dose of Money Confidence. Hola, hola. I'm so happy to have you here. This is Jen Hemphill, your host. And October marks the beginning of Domestic Violence Awareness Month, which is why I want to talk about this in this particular episode. It's just you and me today. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because it's a big financial issue because as a victim, I don't like to use that but as a survivor, I should say, you are left helpless and without resources. And that's financial abuse. So those two things generally go hand in hand. I am not an expert on this topic, but I want you to be empowered because if it's you on that end, meaning you're the one that is in that relationship, in that situation, or maybe you know someone. I want to empower you with this information. And another reason is we have been through a pandemic. We are still in a pandemic. And oh my gosh, it's been so long, right? When it started in 2020, it feels like years ago. (laughs) It's crazy. But since the pandemic, there has been rising cases, which makes sense because we were quarantined, we were isolated. And what happens? That escalates the cases of intimate partner violence or domestic violence. And I'm going to talk to you about the difference. And I also want to empower you how it really impacts the finances, how it impacts the your economic security. Now, I want to note that I am not an expert on the subject matter. I am just wanting to provide you this information. So if you are the one in this situation, as I mentioned earlier, or you know of someone, you can pass on the knowledge. And I just want you to be aware of that financial impact. Let's start with the difference between domestic violence versus intimate partner violence. Because sometimes you hear domestic violence, sometimes you hear intimate partner violence. What is the difference between the two? So domestic violence, it's really a violence that takes within a household that can be between two people within the household. But domestic violence can occur between a parent and a child, siblings, or even roommates. Now, intimate partner violence. It's also the short version is IPV and the short version of domestic violence is DV. Sometimes you'll hear that. Intimate partner violence can occur between romantic partners who may or may not be living together in the same household. Okay. And it also can be referred to as intimate partner domestic violence. So 
in terms of domestic violence, remember, it's not necessarily a romantic partner. That's where the intimate partner violence. So domestic violence can be amongst a parent and child, siblings, and so forth. And intimate partner violence as intimate <laughs> insinuates it between romantic partners. And per the CDC, there's different types of intimate partner violence. There's the physical, which we're very well aware of. There is a psychological aggression, which I think we are aware of. There's a sexual there's the stalking, and there's the economic, which the economic is what is least talked about, right? That's what we least hear about in the news. And I wanted to share with you, there's going to be resources on the show notes. So I definitely encourage you to check out the show notes. But I wanted to share with you some facts about domestic violence as it pertains to our community. One in three Latinas have experienced intimate partner violence in their lifetime. That's one in three Latinas. And when it comes to more recent immigrant Latinas, they may or may not be familiar with the laws, options, possibilities, which makes sense, regarding their domestic violence experience. So since they're recent immigrants and they're not familiar with the system and what they can and, and cannot do, that puts them at a disadvantage, right? And Latinas prefer to tell family members, female friends, or neighbors about their intimate partner violence, while non-Latinas, they may be more likely to tell a health worker or clergy, which makes sense. In our culture, we trust is huge. And who do we trust? We tend to trust our family, our friends, people that we're close to. So that completely makes sense. I want to take a quick moment to let you know of something that I'm doing for Hispanic Heritage Month. It's exciting because we have a membership program that you may or may not know about. And in that membership program, once a month, we get together for some fun. We call it the Reina Social. And to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month, I am opening it up to the public Come join us on Thursday, October 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern. All you have to do is register yourself at jenhempill.com forward slash Reina Social. That's jenhempill.com forward slash Reina Social. Another thing in this, and I'll show you, this actually comes from a PDF. It's called 31 Facts About Domestic Violence in Latino Communities. And again, I'll link this in the show notes. Another fact is that non-immigrant Latino survivors contact formal services for intimate partner violence. I think it's they contact them more versus immigrant Latinas, which makes sense, right? <laughs> As immigrant Latinas, they may or may not know, or they may not understand the resources, the services that are available as a survivor, right? And here's another thing that puts our community or any immigrant community at a disadvantage. Immigration status is a common and powerful control mechanism 
that partners use to force immigrant women to stay in abusive relationships. Think about that and think about, I couldn't even imagine. And Latinas report seeking local shelters less than women from other ethnic racial groups, which again, when you hear this, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. And this is especially true for, for immigrant Latina survivors, which I think it just all makes sense. Again, these facts, I took it from a PDF called The 31 Facts About Domestic Violence in Latino Communities. And again, I am linking these in the show notes. Now let's talk about the long-lasting damage of intimate partner violence. Of course, emotionally, it's not just... Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. There's It's emotional, long-lasting damage, but I want to talk about the financial abuse because in intimate partner violence, this is harder to identify than bruises, than scars, than a black eye, right? It's harder to identify. And with financial abuse, it leaves a survivor helpless and without resources during abuse and even after leaving, right? And it causes serious challenges for survivors, for their economic security and self-sufficiency once they leave that relationship. And think about it. When the abuser blocks or controls the assets, the victim is coerced to stay because you feel like you have no out. And what happens? It keeps one in that cycle. It keeps you in the cycle of abuse, right? And there's a fact, and again, I'm going to be linking all these resources. I'll be linking them in the show notes. But there's a statistic that says that 90 of domestic violence survivors say their abuses curtail their access to money. 99%. And when you hear news about survivors, you hear about the terrible thing that they went through, but we don't hear a lot about the financial piece, right? So what does economic abuse look like? Could be from ruining the person's credit getting the person fired at the job, maybe from harassing them at work or preventing them from going to job interviews. Think about that. If you prevent them to go from job interviews, then that denies you the opportunity to make money or maybe hiding money or or accessing bank accounts without permission or taking out loans in their names or preventing them from looking at bank statements and bills. So It can be sneaky and gradual, like maybe they offer to take care of a bill or a casual request to borrow money, and that eventually leads to having to control of the bank account or the credit card or the paycheck. Again, the really the long-lasting damage is that even if that person finds a way to leave, they may not have a way to rent an apartment or pay for child care or find a job, maybe just difficult. So I know there are services 
that helps survivors. And actually next week, I have a special guest from an organization that supports survivors, that gives them different tools and resources and education and really empowers them so they can move on in their life as best as they can. I'm taking a quick second to interrupt your listening to remind you. This show relies on your support to continue to grow. If you get a ton of value, it would mean everything if you can hit the follow button on wherever you listen to, share with a friend, and give us a quick and honest review. Gracias y te mando muchos abrazos. So I hope I just wanted to give you a glimpse. You, it may be someone that you know, because chances are, I actually read a stat, but I can't remember the percentage, that there's a significant number of us that knows someone. It's not rare. (laughs) It is definitely not rare for someone to know someone that is in a situation like that, right? It's not rare. Chances are, you know someone. Maybe it's you. God willing, it's not, but chances are you know someone. So I wanted this episode to, at least if you're not aware, I want you to be aware of the economic impacts that this has. So therefore, if you know someone or if it's you, you probably are realizing this, right? Or you already know and just know that next week I have a special guest from an organization, you can look it up. It's called Free From, where they do a lot of advocating. They actually employ domestic intimate partner violence survivors. There's, they do a lot of work. They provide some financial empowerment, all this, these different things. So I definitely make sure that you look for that episode in the next week. Well, I hope that you found that helpful. I hope that sheds some light into intimate partner violence. And I hope that you're able to just take this just for awareness, right? Especially maybe you don't know anybody in this situation, but eventually you do. And maybe there's a way to help them in some way, shape or form, right? Just by knowing. Now, I don't have the answers to that. Again, I am not a professional or an expert in that field. So I hope that helped. Moving on to the reina of the week this week. I don't have a real name because I just know her from Instagram and her Instagram handle is fire.by.50. And she recently shared because I put call outs for money wins to be able to feature you on the podcast. She recently shared how she got to $500,000 in her retirement account almost by accident. And she explained because I asked her by accident, what do you mean by accident? I want to know more. And she explained how she rolled over some money into a brokerage, forgot about it, and it grew right? So she looked at it and had grown. Her mind was blown. Then she started investing, as she says, mindlessly, meaning she just was investing without really knowing like if those funds were going to do well or not. She just started 
investing and it continued to grow. And I wanted to share that because sometimes we want to figure it all out before we do it, right? Sometimes we want to figure out the investing and make sure that we don't make a mistake. But sometimes it's just about getting your hands dirty and just getting into it. And as fireby.50 on IG, that's something that she experienced. She just did it. She didn't look to make it perfect. She just invested. So I hope that inspires you. As you heard earlier, we are having our Reina Social, and it's going to be happening October 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be a ton of fun. Here, you will get a taste of our membership program now. We don't open this to the public all the time, so I want you to just take advantage. Come and meet some fantastic mujeres. So go to jenhempill.com forward slash Reina Social to get registered. If you like the topic of this week's episode. As I shared earlier, don't miss next week because we will be meeting Tania Ventura, who is an intimate partner violence survivor and a professional in this space with an organization who I am an absolutely big fan of called Free From. Bueno pues, that is everything. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to tune into today's show. Be sure to check out the show notes at jenhemphill.com forward slash 282. That's 282 to refer to everything. And remember, today's show has definitely some resources that you can look into. Remember that being the reign of your money starts now right now. Yes, now, simply by claiming it. I believe in you and so should you. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao.